Rob Thompson, Mike Scharfenberg, Game Plan You Today. We have a new show. This is episode, I, I could say, Mike, this would be episode one, would you think? Right. I, I'd like to say so, yeah. Right. Yeah, episode one, interview with influencers. And uh, off we go in this show. What we talked about last time is this is for rising stars in the industry, right? Scrappy veterans, right? And those folks that are trying to enter the industry, the career seekers. And we're going to bring on guests that hopefully can inspire them, could give them something to think about. And um, obviously, with, uh, with the old timer over here talking and the up and coming riser, the riser in the industry over Mike Scharfenberg over there. Uh, we hope to bring you a bunch of content that's fun and entertaining and inspiring. So Michael, uh, this is it, buddy. This is our first official show, I would say. Yes, sir. Ready to, ready to rock and roll. Ready to rock and roll. So for those of who are um, watching, if you've come, if you're coming in on LinkedIn and you're coming in on YouTube, you could post any questions that you may have for us. Uh, this is going to be a 30 minute show. We're going to do it every Monday. Uh, any questions that you post or comments that you make, as long as they're nice comments, uh, we could bring them up and uh, we could have them posted here live during the show as well. We're going to have a guest today, Jeff Wilson, um, who's going to be on the show. Uh, Jeff is a global sports strategist. He is um, over in Belfast, Ireland. He has worked with uh, in the telecom side of it. The sponsorship side works with FIBA, FIFA, and um, the European um, Premier Leagues over there. So Jeff is going to be joining us in a little while. But before we get there, Michael, uh, let's talk about you. Let's talk about what's happening with, with you and your career currently um, outside of um, what you do with Game Plan U. Talk about what you experienced from the time you graduated to now the first week of uh, June. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a roller coaster. Um, you know, so I, I graduated from the university of New Haven with a, you know, with a sport management degree. Uh, I was fortunate enough my time there to, to secure a position with the, the Washington nationals on their inside sales team. Um, so that's been, you know, the plan for the past, you know, three or four months is to head down to DC and start with the nationals June 8th. Um, unfortunately, you know, life throws you curveballs and, and things you don't expect. And, you know, on, over the weekend, I found out that, you know, all of our offers were, you know, revoked due to COVID. Um, so it was a, it was an extremely, it was a crushing blow. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, it's one of those things where you can't control it. Right. Um, you can only control what you can control. And at first I, I was, I was crushed and devastated, you know, worked seven years um, of education trying to get a degree. And then um, something like this happens, but it's important for, for people to understand that when life throws you this curveballs, it's all about your mindset, right. And it's staying positive and just flipping that, that pat, that pain of that crushing blow into something positive. So for me, my mindset is now who can I network with? How can I grow each and every day and become that become that better asset moving forward? So, what, what what do you say to you know young professionals now who are just the risers who are who went through the same thing, Mike? You know, because I'm sure you're not alone. I'm sure there's hundreds of others that were looking forward to their first career, their first job in sports, and typically through you know entry level inside sales jobs, tickets. You know, what do you say to them since you guys are all in the same boat right now? 
Um, you know, any advice? hundred percent. It's like I just said, it's controlling what you control and winning the day and just becoming the best version of yourself because while it seems dark now, the industry is going to come back, it's going to come back better than ever. And, you know, there's a lot of people getting furloughed and who are looking to get into the industry now. And it's, how are you going to separate yourself when, when sports come back? So I would just say, win the day and do whatever you can to, to grow and get better. Well, I mean, you and I have been working together since you've been, you know, a junior and um, I guess so. And th really this past year. So you, yeah. So you have something to fall back on. What do, what are some of the other folks out there? What do they do? You know, what are, what do they do now that they're kind of scrambling? What do they do to keep in the game from a networking standpoint or even a skill development standpoint? Yeah. Just, you know, open yourself up to being uncomfortable. You know, if you're not comfortable, you know, reaching out to, to, you know, managers and different people in the industry, just do it. Say yes to every opportunity. You know, if there's uh, an opportunity to volunteer, do it. If there's an opportunity to connect with with a peer, do it. You know, just if you're not comfortable, you got to become comfortable being uncomfortable. Say yes to every opportunity that presents itself and just trust the process. Trust the process that, you know, everything happens for a reason. And if you do everything you can to to better yourself each and every day, it's all going to work out in the end. Yeah. So I dropped your uh, email down below. So anybody wants to reach out to Mike and, you know, for a little advice, just to network with Mike and connect with him, obviously on LinkedIn as well, but there's his email below. Um, you know, it's interesting, Mike, because you, you brought up something that I think is just a great point, volunteering. You know, now's the time to dig in a little bit deeper. Obviously you get, you got to do what you got to do to, to pay the bills and have a little pocket change. Um, Volunteering, I think, is a way that 60% of us got involved in the industry to begin with, you know, and how we grew. But I think the one thing, what would you even say about finding someone that maybe has a really cool podcast out there and, and volunteering to help them produce their podcast? Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's it's all about right now. It's content, right? And it's the content that you put out. And it may not be something that, you know, you're very interested in and, you know, the podcasting world, but you don't know who that person is and, and who they know and how, you know, how much you're going to value that experience. So like I said, it's just, it's reaching out and whoever you can connect with, do it. Yeah. So let's talk about some other skills that you could get, gather. I know a, a big portion along with ticket sales, right? Yep. With the ticket sales academies and the entry level inside sales jobs that are available with teams, which are, are highly touted and, and valuable positions. Talk about digital media and social selling. How important is that for teams? Where do you see teams kind of going in that direction right now? Yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's one of those you need to be able to, you know, you can't put fans in the stands right now, right? So how are you going to be able to connect with your audience and keep them in, engaged with with your content and platform? So I, it's just you need to be able to use that media platform to to grow your brand and, and touch the audience in any way you can. Yeah. How about how about some of the tips that you had? I mean, obviously you had to get the job with the Nationals to begin with. You know, you did the Yankees last summer, now the Nationals this year. What were some of the strategies that you used to get in front of the Nationals or even the Yankees? Start there. I mean, what are what are some of the tips that you used to get in front of them and, and stand out? Yeah, so those are two questions I'll tackle kind of separately. For me, the biggest thing is – it's not hard work. I, and I know that's a common cliche, right? Everyone says I'm a hard worker 
And, and that's important, but you're not separating yourself there. I think for me, I approach it as, you know, I'm going to work hard. That's, that should be a given, right? It's, I want to make an impact in any organization that I go to with all of my clients that I work with, you know, for my family, for my own career, just impacting every, you know, whatever I can and just letting that organization know I was there. And then I'm going to change it in a positive light. Um, and in regards to getting in front of these teams, it goes back to something I said earlier. It's, it's being uh, comfortable being uncomfortable, reaching out on LinkedIn, you know, just and not saying, hey, you know, I want a job. It's, you know, approaching it from I'd love to learn more about the organization and, and see, you know, the hiring process and see if we're a good fit. You know, I think uh, it, you can't just come out and ask for a job. Right. You got to separate yourself. I know I had, uh, you know, I won't mention any names, but I had a message on LinkedIn this morning saying, let's do business from just a, a random connection, right? That's not gonna get it in response. You gotta, you gotta be genuine, be humble, and, and you know, just open yourself up to, to any opportunity. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, it was, did you ever have any luck on any job boards? You know, not that, that not a good resource to have because they give you good leads, um, but what, what do you, what would your strategy be? Would it be going directly to a lead board or would it be just reaching out in LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I have never filled out a Teamwork Online application. I haven't. Um, all of, I use it. It's a fantastic resource. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to bash Teamwork Online at all. Um, I use it for to see who's hiring and to learn a little bit more about the job and see if it would be a fit on the surface. But I, I just go straight for for who the who the you know who the hiring manager is. If they you know if they're busy and they can't get back to me. I'm going to reach out to just an inside sales rep or an entry level position there. So, you know, someone who's holding an entry level position and, you know, learn, just learn more about the program and you never know where that'll lead. So you gotta, you know, when you apply on teamwork online, there's two, three, 4,000 applicants. What are the, you could have the 4.0, all this experience, you know, the odds are they're not going to see it. So for me, it's, it's just going straight to the source and, and opening yourself up and standing out. Well, let me go straight to the source here. We're going to bring in all the way from Belfast, Ireland, Jeff Wilson. So come on in here, Jeff. See, <laughs> there he is. Hi, you doing? Here, have you moved yet? Have you moved to Florida? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, We're come still, on. Still What's in the happening? process. Still in the process. <laughs> what? When, when you see the palm trees in the back, then you'll know. The then trees. I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm just so excited to see what your new room looks like in Florida. To see anything. <laughs> I just got to rearrange here so you won't even know. I could have just pushed everything over. You'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Pretty soon. Brilliant. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I love that. Hi, yes, everybody. How are we doing? So thanks for joining us. I mean, we're talking about um, this is Interview with Influencers. Jeff, by the way, which you are, and uh, Mike Scharfenberg here, who's my co-host. Um, you know, we definitely want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening over there. Any updates, what's happening over in Europe with, uh, you know, the fans coming back or games happening again? What's what's going on? Yeah, well, the, the, the Bundesliga, which is the, the premier league in uh, football, or should I say soccer, um, has started back now in, in Germany. And I think initial reports are that's been good, but you can definitely miss 
that the fans aren't there. They're not creating that uh, real atmosphere uh, because of lack of fans. So what's happening, it's becoming like a training match. In one side as well, what's happening is what we're seeing in some of the, the TV footage is when you go to the second half of the game, some people are starting to drop off because the excitement's not there. And even better is the influence of referee decisions. So the referee isn't as influenced by the crowd. So there's some interesting things that are happening. So Bundesliga has started on the 17th of June. The Premier League uh, will start. And there's a number of other, uh, like Formula One's happening in Austria uh, and a range of other things. So uh, all without fans. And I think this is the first stage of a number of different stages to get sport back on TV and uh, back live in, in their homes. Yeah, Jeff, so, you know, thank you again for, for joining us and being our first official guest. Um, I'm so excited. So I, I wanted to kind of pivot off that a little bit and, and get your perspective on how you, you know, obviously you can't predict the future, but how you see, you know, the integration of fans and, and tickets and, and returning to the stadiums, how you see that moving forward? Yeah, great question. I think for, for me initially, what we'll find is uh, leagues and clubs or teams or franchises will use without doubt digital to start off with. So how do we create or how do they create the stadium experience on digital? And I think that that will be, and you hear a lot of people, lots of uh, sports organizations have been on to me to see how can this happen. Uh, and I do think we will start to see that happening from that virtual uh, standpoint. I think then what will happen as lockdown gets less and less in each country, you will start to see a number of fans being allowed to go to the game, 20%, 30%, X percent, X percent, X percent. Um, and, and I think what needs to happen there is that each club and each sports, you know, there will be a percentage of hardcore fans that will go. It's the percentage of other fans uh, that will, that, that's my concern. And that's where I think the sports departments in, or the marketing departments in these various sports have got to work really hard. They've got to say, we're a clean stadium. We've cleaned this stadium. You, you're safe here. Your safety is important to us. Uh, and really to make sure that that, sec that sector really starts to come back uh, time and time again, because the third sector have already said, we're not going back. So I think what you'll find is you'll have 20, 30% of hard gore. We're coming back no matter what. I think you will have maybe a, uh, 40 50 percent in here that will be dependent on how the marketing and the, it's a safe environment and the rest have just said no we're not coming back for me we need live sport so i think what will happen is it'll be virtually we'll bring the fans back and then eventually we'll try and get back to full stadiums but i do think uh, the virtual stadium will be a very interesting concept for us to 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 um to really embrace and um, I think that'll be an interesting area to look out for. That's, that's a fantastic point you just brought up with we need live sport and you know the, the virtual stadiums it's it's one of those things where you know there's nothing quite like you know being in a live stadium and and hugging strangers you know and, and just coming together right 20 30,000 people but but I completely agree with you that it's moving to the virtual standpoint even before the pandemic everything was moving to virtual and you know rob and i joke but you know it's not too far out in the future that you're gonna be able to be sitting you know in your living room on the sidelines you know that's yeah. coming right down the line so I, I, 
Totally, totally agree with you. And, and to give you know some of your listeners a, a little bit of an insight, what does that actually mean? That could be, for example, different cam. So if you go on to the, the sports team or sports club or league app, you will be able to watch a game, but not only watch the game, you'll be able to look at it from different camera ang- angles, from the dugout, from behind the, the maybe one of the, the goals, uh, from different parts of the stadium. I think what you'll also see is more, let's say, fans type activity. So what you'll find is maybe people, more people will listen to a fan's commentary and there'll be different commentaries and that sort of real, um, let's just say, maybe not professional, but that fan's perspective of what's happening in the game, people will start to see that and almost nearly like a Zoom type call, but within that community. And, and, And I think that's what's going to happen very, very soon. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And I think it's it's one of those times where, uh, you know, with with uncertainty, it opens up unlimited possibilities, right? Um, and it's the, you know, the technology piece, the innovation, like now's that time where it's, it's going to change. So what, what do you think is going to be the biggest, you know, tech play? It, it could be in stadium, out of stadium, but where do you see that going and what would be, you know, your opinion on that? Great question. I think there, there, there's a number of broad areas, so I'll touch on a number of them, and then if we want to deep dive into one, then fine. I think in the United States, there'll be a big area on sports betting. And as more, uh, let's say, states open up, I think sports betting will become a lot more integrated virtually, online from home with live uh, bets. It's already happening here in Europe. And I can see that live betting on live games uh, becoming a a big area. I think mobile gaming, I think, uh, which is slightly different, I think that will be a big area. I think we're seeing lots in the area of artificial intelligence. And I think to me, that is the big area that machine learning, that is without doubt where the, the, the sport and let's say business is going. To me, that is the big area. I do think there will be in stadiums more cashless. Um, all of your tickets will be on your phone, so it'll be touch-free. You'll have maybe facial recognition that could be to do with security, uh, or it could be the t- ticketing, depending on uh, what sort of side the, the, the club wants to go in. I do think there will be still a good growth in esports, and we're starting to see that. And then the last three, 5G. 5G is going to be a big changer in terms of uh, the speed. Um, the the media content, I think, is, is becoming big, and especially the athletes as media content producers. And the last area, which I think hasn't got so much attention, is digital transformation. And when I mean digital transformation, I mean looking at a process internally and seeing how can digital reduce that process or reduce that time with the overall end game of improving or reducing you know costs to the to the organization and that will be in areas of hr finance bloody bloody blah so to me i think those are the, the the five or six sort of broad broad areas but if you were to say to me one i think it'll be artificial intelligence i just think that's going to take a bit more time but i think that's that's one to look out for do you think it's artificial intelligence on player performance side of it, or do you think it's just on understanding who the core consumer is? I think it'll be in three areas. I think it'll be on um, athlete performance, so on the field, on court. I think it'll be on fan engagement. 
So how fans are being engaged, both uh, automatically, personalization, we're starting to see a lot of that. And I think it'll also be on, let's say, stadium operations, stroke administration. So that's really the, the behind the scenes organization. So I think it will be in all three. And the organizations that embrace this area uh, the quickest, that saves themselves cost, time, efficiency, uh, more fan engagement, I think they will start to see the real benefits. And from that then will come, I believe, that digital revenue. But for me, let me be really, and I know we've talked about future stuff. Now is the time for sports organizations, for me personally, is to ingrain the community and, to, and keep that ingrained, ingrained community activity. You know, beforehand, maybe the sports franchise or the sports club was over here somewhere and we just went to it when we wanted to get, you know, to me, this is where their brand can really come alive by deep engagement in their community and that they showing love between the community and the club and vice versa. This is the time to start doing that, to maintain doing that and to grow that community engagement, whether that's on digital or face to face. That I love that you bring brought that up because that uh, you're reading my mind. That was kind of where I wanted to go next was the the digital fan engagement. It's right now, if you're not, you know, interacting with your with your fans and with your audience, you're losing fans every day that you're not touching them, right? In some way, you know, some way, shape, or form. So what have you seen in different, you know, activations and and digital ways where teams are interacting with fans? Uh, some real simple simple ideas. So Liverpool Football Club, which uh, is owned by an American, um, they are currently, uh, when the pandemic started, they identified, so you're getting into data, identified their, let's say, fans potentially most at risk, i.e. maybe older type um, grey-haired people like me. And what they did is basically they got... Uh, volunteers which also included uh, some of the players to call out their top people how are you if you're uh, you know on your own we're here for you you know you're an important part of the club how simple is that and it was done on the traditional telephone simple 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 i think on the other side uh, you have people like uh, nascar who got into the i-racing and pivoted really really quickly into that side of um, uh, of esports, I think people in a lot of the clubs really have started to use the athletes not only to get across messages, wash your hands, stay safe, stay inside, but that power of the athlete as well has really come to the fore. So uh, there's other other clubs that have now produced food banks. Like get that? We just stop a minute and think a football club or soccer club and they're doing food banks that tells me there's a heart hmm. and if you're a fan and you're looking at that and somebody says you've knocked my door to see if you're all right or here's a food parcel not looking anything for it that's got to be good that, you know that's that if one thing this pandemic has done it's reconnected i think the community feel Yes, it's done a lot of other negative things, and that's got to be where we have to be, whether that's on digital or not. Human beings or people love to connect with people. That's what we are. We're human beings. We're connectors. We're community people. 
So there's loads of uh, examples that are out there in terms of sports organizations in America, in Europe, and wider afield, who are using this time to say, we care, and that's the right thing to do. It's all that 100%, 100%. It, you know, I've seen so many different things, just to add on to what you said. You know, I've seen teams doing virtual 5Ks for charity. I think it was, uh, was Mark Cuban who put out a, you know, you could buy a, a ticket and then the winner, so the person selected would get a one day contract with the Mavericks and, you know, get to take a free throw during a, during a preseason game. So things like that, just bringing everybody together. And I think if, if anything right now in our society, we need to come together. Um, so I completely agree with that point. So I wanted to shift, you know, with our time running low um, to the really, to the core of this program and, and why Rob and I thought it was important to start. And that's for, it's for career seekers. You know, it is a challenging time right now in the sport yeah. industry and to break into the industry. So what advice would you give to young professionals looking to to make their career in sports? Uh, brilliant question. This is something that's close to my, my heart. Um, a couple of things that I would say, uh, and in no particular order, but what I would say is go on to webinars, podcasts, the likes of uh, what we're doing today and learn from other people. Then connect with them, number two. Connect with them on LinkedIn. Connect with them maybe on a, a virtual conference, but connect with them. And what is important, you don't, you just don't connect and say, bye, I'm away. You've got to connect and keep that connection. You've got to um, say, you know, are you free for a call? Would love to get some of your thoughts. Uh, I've got so many students that would ring me and say, look, I have a project. Can I have your thoughts? We have a call with them. And all of a sudden, you've built a relationship. So... Uh, networking is not about just on LinkedIn. That's a good start. Networking is about maintaining a strong network. I think number three, find your niche. What is it you like within sport? Is it sports marketing? Is it uh, sports competition? Is it on the coaching side? And write about it. Be seen as an expert. Go and read from different uh, sports media outlets, sports tech outlets and get your knowledge and start to create blogs. And when you started to create those blogs, write about them and write about it what you feel from your side and make sure that you're getting that out to people. Uh, and then hopefully on the back of that, you'll be asked to speak on podcasts. You'll be asked to speak uh, on or at conferences. So for me, those are the four or five big things. Uh, connect with people, uh, learn, go and get educated. Um, by listening to podcasts and webinars where possible, write your own blogs, be seen as an expert in them, go and speak in those podcast uh, areas, and where possible, get a mentor. Now, you can't mentor everybody. Um, there's a guy that I mentored in Europe, and his career, um, he drove it, not me. And that's the important thing. He drove it, and... Uh, started to work in sport, started to work in a whole range of different areas and because he knew he needed somebody to learn from. And I think that is also important. And then I suppose the last bit is you've got to connect with people like this show in terms of sports tech organizations. Go and do some volunteering, in other words, whether it's with a sports tech organization or whether it's with a sport but when you volunteer, make sure you're very clear on what experience you want. What you don't want to do is knock the door and say, can I volunteer? And 
you're doing something that will not give you where you want to get to. So when you knock the door, it might be with the USA Ice Skating Federation. And you might say to them, I'm going to volunteer, but I need experience in digital. My background is digital. Can you help me give me the experience? Can I give you a quick example? Absolutely. Very quick example. So um, I do a bit of lecturing at our university here um, and an organization called Healthy Kids. They basically uh, go into PE schools, uh, primary schools, and teach PE to the kids on a range of different sports. And they wanted an intern. They couldn't pay for the intern to start off with. So I mentioned that at the university, one person stepped forward. And now that person is dealing with global campaigns. That person has got the experience. And when you chat to them, the experience that they are getting, do you know what's happening now? His work colleague or his student colleagues are saying, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have volunteered for that. In other words, that guy seen the opportunity and he grasped it, even though voluntary. Now he's getting paid all of this in because he volunteered at the start, but he volunteered in an area where he needed the, in, the, the, the experience in digital. And you know what? He flew. He absolutely flew. And he just took that opportunity and embraced it. And to me, that's the, that's the mindset that you need. It's having that yes mindset, right? Don't say no, don't, don't throw down any opportunity. And I think it was brilliant what you said about, um, you know, having a mentor, you know, mine is, well, oh, there he is right there. There he goes. Corner. I, um, I ran, my ears were ringing. Right, right on time. But, but no, that was a great point is you just, you don't know where that relationship's going to go and the skills you'll develop and what we've done together over the past eight months. It's, you know, it's changed my life. It's, you know, I, I to build off what you said, I know I'm a biz dev guy. I love being sales and building relationships and working with Rob has given me that opportunity to, you know, not just have be a ticket sales professional, but now be able to speak with different CEOs and, and help them grow their businesses. So it just saying yes to, to every single opportunity you have, I think that was, you know, the best advice and you closed it in the right note. Yeah. And you know, you can't help everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, here's here's where you know when somebody uh contacts you and say hello can you introduce me to then you're like whoa 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 first of all you've just out of university let's look at your skills let's look where your gaps are let's look where you get the experience let's look let's look let's look and you're bringing them along a journey and when you're bringing somebody along a journey um, it's up to that person to drive the mentorship, to drive their learning and their knowledge exchange. And the more people that I see like that, they're the ones that succeed and they're the ones I'll give more time to. So uh, it's being very clear what it, what it is you want from a mentor, I think is what I'm saying, and what the output will be after whatever it is, six months, a well, year, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we appreciate your time as always, Jeff Wilson, the rock star that you are. And the kind words that you always have and the great advice and, you know, all the other things. Usually, usually we catch Jeff on a Saturday and I bug him, but, uh, you know, I appreciate your time. So, Jeff, thank Very you for welcome. being our first guest. Uh, listen, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Wilson, everybody from 
Yeah, from Ireland. He's he's a he's a top pro and and someone that you know we talk about uh, connecting on LinkedIn. The power of LinkedIn. Jeff and I we connected probably I don't know three months ago, and I just said just let's let's have a conversation. The conversation led to a podcast. Now, um, I, you know he's my go to guy all the time. He just has a great way about him. He has perspective. He has so much experience in the industry, and uh, just a real rock star. So. Uh, Jeff, thank you again for being on our show. Mike, any closing words? No, I, I think it's the key takeaways for this show for me. Say yes to every opportunity and build those genuine relationships. I think for me, those would be the, the takeaways and, you know, get, get ready to get after the week. Yeah, everybody have a good week. Uh, this is Mike and, uh, and Rob. Uh, Game Plan You today, GamePlanU.org is our organization. And uh, here's Mike's email if you want to shoot him a note. Thanks, everybody, for the comments. Um, hey, April, thanks for the note as well. Um, and we look forward to uh, seeing you next Monday. So it's going to be Monday at 10 o'clock. And, um, yeah, we'll have on all other guests for, for the show. I see I'm I'm trying to produce the show too, and I'm getting all distracted. I, I I'm distracted myself, Mike. You're getting all yeah, you're getting all these comments down. Just trying to you know too many things at once. I think hit on the you hit on it too is we want this to be as interactive as possible. We want you to help us drive the show. So anything anything you want to see, any guests that you recommend or that you'd like to see on the show, feel free to let us know. E um, our email is LinkedIn, and we'd love to do what we can to get those those professionals on. Yeah, so send Mike a note right there. Here, there's his email. If you have any comments or anybody that you want to recommend to be on the show, we certainly appreciate it, and uh, we we uh, we appreciate all the comments below. This is going to be something that we're going to do on Mondays. Um, we're going to try to do it 10 a.m. If we'll make a note on uh, on LinkedIn if we change it at any other time, you could also subscribe. If you're going to miss the show, you can subscribe to catch them. Mike, I'm getting it all in right now. You know, I'm going to get it all in. Plug after plug. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to plug it a little bit, just so you know. So uh, uh, Sports Biz Radio on YouTube and, and iTunes is where all of this content is going to live. And I have 200 other interviews on there with all types of influencers in the industry. Um, April, um, April, June 19th, we have a show, uh, What's Next in College Athletics, as well as What's Next in Youth Sports. So that's going to be Friday, June 19th. we got a great lineup, a, series, a speaker series. So Keep an eye out. Um, Mike, we, we finished our first show, and I think we did okay. We made it through on a Monday, too, so better than ever. Yeah, I know. It is it is better than ever. Everybody have a great day. Have a great week. On behalf of Mike Scharfenberg, Rob Thompson over here, thanks, everybody, and get in the game and get go here. back to work. Right.